God bless you all, and welcome to Core 242 Podcast with Pastor Max and Pastora Trish. Join us as we study the Word of God. All right, so, amen. So, really excited about today, um, talking about the new the new part of the Holy Spirit. Uh, we dove in for the past two weeks about repentance. And uh, before we even go into it, I really wanted to kind of explain to something kind of put in the context because Trish and I were going back and forth about it today and she said something like oh this makes a lot of things so when we talk about the Holy Spirit we talked about there's three things uh, four things that we have we have the repent rebirth receive and remain, remain. Mm-hmm. okay so those are four things so I was like all right so and I'm looking at them and I'm trying to figure out how we can how it's connected and how it's different and uh, she's like it's really simple we were having lunch during that time and she's like She's like with the plate. I took the plate and I threw the stuff out. That, when you're that, done that, eating, yeah. After you're done eating, you throw the plate. So that was kind of repentance. You, you take all the stuff that was separating us, right? We've been teaching that it separates us from God. And instead of focusing on that, we focus on God, on the holy thing. So that was mm-hmm. one. But it's still dirty. So before the spirit can really penetrate, we, now we need to clean it. So the next one is rebirth. Rebirth is the cleaning part of it because i had this this like i feel like repentance and rebirth kind of is the same thing but repentance is taking out the dirty stuff the rebirth is cleaning up preparing for the holy mm. spirit to come oh, to come mm. in you know what i mean that's it's, a great visual <laughs> yeah she, she really she really helped, helped me with that one wow um and then receive of course now we have you I don't, can put something new in yeah, yeah you're putting something in something new in Exactly. And then the fourth one is remain, is that you, you don't have to keep doing the process over and over, but once you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you know, because it's again, remembering that we're vessels, right? Mm. That the Holy Spirit, that we tend to think that we're the people, right? And so it's weird to have like the Holy Spirit fill us and live in us. And it's like some sort of weird possession type, but it's mm. not, we, we're actually, and this is, I think going to going to come out as we have our conversation today mm-hmm. that we are a temple of the Holy Spirit. We are actually just the vessels mm-hmm. and apart from the Holy Spirit, we can do nothing apart from God. We can do nothing. We are not these autonomous independent persons and the Holy Spirit just dwells on us. Like we are actually meant to be vessels that are filled with the Holy Spirit. And if we're not filled with the Holy Spirit, then we're either empty or we are vulnerable to be filled with other spirits that are not from God, right? Mm. So John 3, 16. We're just going to start there and then we'll work our way back to the beginning of John 3. John three sixteen. many of us know it, right? Mm-hmm. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Uh, does anyone have the, the good old King James version or access to it? <laughs> With a button. Well, Dave's got it. Let's act it up. Okay, I got you. He's like beating on it. See, you have to H- Here we go. King James version. John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Okay, so... This is, this is how it, it sort of started, okay, was the fact that in this verse, it talks about how Jesus was begotten, right? 
And the word there is that he was... So in scripture, the, the context is that when a man has an offspring, it's begotten. When a woman has an offspring, they're born, right? It's just not totally different from... English, uh, we have the word beget, but nobody, nobody ever says that. We just a, say, I had a kid. Wait, it's a baguette, is it? They begetted. I thought it's a, like a... It was like French. A baguette? Oh, that's a... Right. <laughs> I'm like, that's a bread. That is, that is. We're not talking about bread. Okay. Uh, so, so, in this scripture, it starts with that, that God begat Jesus. And there's a contrast between how Jesus came to be versus the illustration through this whole scripture of us being born, right? So there's a, a clear a clear difference here in the way that they came to be. And so we raise the question of yeah. so the reason it was important too was because we I was making connections. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. And I always imagined it as he gave his son, you know, through Mary and she is born. Like that was the parallel I made. But the reality is is and Jesus says no one, he says just right before this, no one has ever gone to heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. So Jesus was already in existence and he will, He willingly chose to come. So when God gave, he releases Jesus to come. And then Jesus is born of the flesh. So Jesus was born spiritually first. Mm-hmm. And then he becomes born of flesh. Mm-hmm. We are born of flesh first. And we need to then be born of the spirit. Mm. And this is where the text goes. So when we talk about rebirth, right? Mm -hmm. We have to understand that it's not being born again. Like, oh, I was born of my mother. Because otherwise we make the same mistake as Nicodemus, right? And then, oh, we have to be born a second time. But it's not. It's we were born of flesh. But we are dead in our sins. We, we do not have the spirit until we receive the Holy Spirit. And then when we are conceived in the spiritual realm by receiving the Holy Spirit, then on the other side of death, we are born again. Mm. So just like being born again, for me, that was, that was part of this journey of shaping today's text was that born again, we debate like, oh, are you saved the moment that you pray? Are you saved at baptism? Are you like, when are you saved? And it's just like, when I had Micah, it's not like all of a sudden Micah existed the moment he was born. There was a moment of conception and then he grew and he knew our voice and there was a whole, and that's the process that we're in is that we receive the Holy Spirit and then we remain and eventually on the other side wow. of this life, we are born again, meaning in the spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it's not a moment of a prayer. It's not a moment. It's, it's a process that eventually we need mm. to be born again, meaning being born of the spirit. So Jesus says that you have been born of the flesh, but you need to be born of the spirit. So the reason I made that connection is because Jesus was born of the spirit first, right? And then it says the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. Mm. And that's where, why we need to be adopted because we were born of the flesh first. And now when we're born of the spirit, we can be adopted as sons and daughters of God. There's a John and read the text because this text doesn't actually say born again. It says born above, born from above. So we can't do that on earth. And this is why as a woman, I felt like we needed to share this parallel because 
What's actually happening is that when we receive the Holy Spirit, it's like the moment of conception. Mm. And then however long we're here is that process of formation. And when we come to the other side, death is actually our new birth. It's actually coming through. Okay, that's, that makes sense. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Oh, so good. when does life begin? <laughs> does sense. life begin at the moment of birth or does life begin at the moment of conception? And that's a loaded political question. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we do have an expert virtually <laughs> who coaches women through this. <laughs> and feel free to chime in at any time, Amy Joel. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. No, it's okay. What would, what would you like me to chime in on? I'm when when do you when does life begin? Does it begin at the moment of birth, or does it begin at the moment of conception, or somewhere in between? Uh, before conception, actually. Oh. Okay. Okay. Teach us. Teach us. <laughs> Hold on. Well, the word says that you were thought of before the before the creation of the world, before your parents even thought of you. So. Oh, that's so that you good. You existed when God thought of you first, before you, before you were even conceived. Oh, so it was right? the word of God first. Oh, that's so good. That is so good. I love it. <laughs> All right, so we're in Ezekiel, Ezekiel 36. Uh, we're going to start at 25. It's going to be 25 through 27. 25 through 37. 27, you said, right? Mm-hmm. Ezekiel 36, 25 through 37. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple, a couple of ones. And, um... We'll read it. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll do this. We're ready do to it. talk about 20, it. Do okay. it. 27. Um, so, so we're talking about this rebirth or be bo- being born again, being bo- being not born again, born born from above, being born of the spirit. Because um, um, James talks about only uh, he talks about about things that come from the above. Only good and perfect things come from above. The only two things that come for came from above is Jesus and the Spirit. So we're talking about from above. Uh, in 25, Ezekiel 36, 25 says, I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you will be clean. This, uh, the Lord is speaking through him. I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your impurities and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put in a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. So it's you're seeing this change that the Lord is requiring from God, uh, from, uh, from his people and how he's going to cleanse them. And then he's going to take out what is evil, right? Take out what is evil, their heart, and put in his own heart, and that's going to help them to follow his understanding. And I want to jump in at the same time. You guys don't have to turn there. Jeremiah, Jeremiah is at the same time as Ezekiel. Both of them are are living in the same time. So Jeremiah thirty one um, 
starting 33. So 33 um, to 34. And this this is really cool because he's talking about, in this chapter, he's talking about the covenant that, that God has with his chosen people. And now they keep on breaking it over and over and over. If you ever read Jeremiah, Jeremiah is just like, you guys are killing it. Just like Ezekiel. It was kind of in the same place of rejection, idolatry over and over again. So here God, again, just being an amazing God, a loving God, says, This is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel after that time, declares the Lord. So this is a new covenant that he's talking about. Right? Where there's a covenant with Moses, covenant with Abraham. Um, here's a new covenant that he says, I'm in. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. So kind of the same thing that Ezekiel talking, right? I will be their God and they will be my people. No longer will a man teach his neighbor or a man his brother or a man his brother saying, Know the Lord, because they will all know me from the least of them to the greatest declares the Lord, for I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. So this covenant is being spoken about what is happening, what happened with Jesus, how we have received the Spirit. That the reason this confusion is happening, the reason why there's idolatry, the reason all these things, because to be honest, humans cannot understand the teaching of the spirit. The spirit speaks to the spirit. We said, like, for people to understand the Bible, they need to have the spirit. They will maybe understand it educationally and maybe even theologically, but they will. It will never move them unless the spirit tugs on their hearts, mm-hmm. right? So that's what he said. No longer will a man teach his neighbor or a man his brother, saying, "Know the Lord," because they will all know me. Because there's no reason. Because the spirit is going to be in them, guiding them through that. There's going to be this change. Because of the spirit that is inside of us. So when, when Ezekiel talks about, he talks about how it's going to start off with a sprinkling of water on you and you will be clean. The cleansing of us. And then I will, then there was going to be taken out all the impurities from us. Then taken out, taken out the heart of stone from us. And then the main thing that will put my spirit in you. And move to move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. It's because of the spirit. That was the need that we had in, in our lives. Because over and over again, God sent prophets to his people, right? He says, right. I sent prophets to the people. How did they prophesy? They prophesied through the Holy Spirit and on them, right? That's the only way they prophesied. But the problem was they were talking to people who... Um, who were ever hearing but not believing, ever seeing and never perceiving. Like, they couldn't understand it. These prophets were speaking out of the Spirit, and the people could not understand it. So now, finally, God's, God releases Jesus into our world. And he's teaching in the Spirit. And again, they're still... Not receiving what they need to receive. Sounds like foolishness, madness. Yeah. So, for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. Right? So, they put him on the cross because of the foolishness, because they are not understanding the spirit. He rises again. He ascends into heaven. And why is this so important? He says, I must leave you so that way the Holy Spirit comes back to you. So that way you can finally understand what God's been speaking to you. 
this whole time. So now there's a line of communication that's open back and yeah. forth because we have the Holy Spirit, the same Spirit that's in Christ, and now we can hear Him. So we can't see Him, can't feel Him because He's in a different realm, right? But because of the Holy Spirit, we can now hear that still small voice. I just want to get. We'll we'll get. Are you going to share from thirty-seven? Or? I was just going to go into it. Okay. This is because that's just wanted to make sure. Yeah. Yeah, so moving on to Ezekiel, I don't know if you go the this uh, passage of dry bones, uh, and I, I think this is where we kind of need to understand it. So again, um, the hand of the Lord was upon me, and He brought me out of the spirit to the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them and saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He said, "Son of man, can these bones live?" O sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, Prophesize to these bones and say to them, Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make your flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as was commanded and I was as I was prophesying, there was a noise of rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. I looked at tendons, and flesh appeared on them, as skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. So before I move on to that, I think it's a very important aspect of it, is that they were put together. They were beings. They were human human right. beings. Yeah, and it goes even further. Right? But there was, there, there was missing something. It says... And then he said to me, We're in Ezekiel 37. I'm sorry. Yeah. I went through. Yeah. Well, we're just moving. I went through dash. Well, the second one. Yeah, so yeah. there was no we're breath. Right now, so we're, we're in, in verse 9. nine. Yeah. Then he said to me, Prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of, of man, and say to it, This is what the sovereign Lord says Come from our, the four winds, O breath, and breathe into these slain that they may live. So I, prophes I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. And ju just kind of for, for our knowledge, that word breath is the ruach aspect of it. It's the it spirit, wind, spirit, spirit, breath. Uh, breath. Mm -hmm. So we're, lo we're looking at this. That's when they came alive. When, oh, we're moving forward. Yeah, there's one more. Yeah, they're still not. Okay. Remember, there were. Go ahead. Okay. So, because I've been so at this out. point, you have these, the dead, right? The bones, and they now have muscle mm. and flesh, and then they stand up, and then they're even like breathing, right? They're going through the motions of breathing in this, but then it says, "Then he said, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They say our bones are dried up, our hope is gone, we are cut off." Therefore, prophesy and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says. I am going to open your graves and bring you up and bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord. When I open your graves and bring you up, I will put my spirit in you and you will live. I will settle you in your land. You will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and have done it, declares the Lord. So this was what we were kind of blown away with. And we started to really watch the scripture to figure out like, what is going on here? And the reality is, is that scripture says 
There's there's all these verses, Ephesians 2.1, Colossians 2.13. There's there's a ton of verses in scripture that, and we, we're not going to go through it for the sake of time, but it, over and over and over again, it says that you were dead in your transgressions. You were dead in your sin. Jesus, when he's talking to Nicodemus, he says, I did not come to condemn the world, but those who reject me are already condemned. <laughs> I think it's so appropriate Christina's wearing that shirt today. <laughs> there's more to living than being alive mm. the reality is we're like undead without the holy spirit we think we're alive mm. but we're not yeah mm-hmm. we're literally like zombies roaming the planet we're like parasites feeding off of the earth and not we are not living out to the intention that god has for us we do not truly come to life until the Holy Spirit is within us. We may have flesh and bone. We may be even able to talk and walk and breathe. But there is no purpose. There is no sense of meaning. There is no, there is no life within us yeah. until he puts his spirit in us. We're, so we don't think of ourselves as dead. But we really don't know what it means to truly live, you guys. Without, without the Holy Spirit in our lives, until we're connected to the Lord, we don't really know what it means to be alive. We're literally walking dead. And so Jesus says, you cannot enter the kingdom unless you are born from above. Because we already stand like those who are, who've been judged, right? And, and have a life sentence. We are condemned to die. We, we're already walking with no sense of life and purpose and meaning. And so we have to be born of the spirit and he has to put that new spirit in us so we're actually not in the process of dying to ourselves. We're in the process of learning to live. Mm. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just processing as you're, as you're speaking about that. Um. That's good. Yeah. Because 2 Corinthians 5.17, if someone has that and wants to read it. 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Though it has passed away, behold, the new has come. Boom. So there you go. So the death, so often in the church, we talk about dying to self, dying to self, dying to self. Pick up your cross and follow me, right? The reality is, is when we repented, when we get baptized and we go through that, we're actually recognizing, no, I'm already dead. I'm fighting against death. I'm fighting against the pull of sin and shame and guilt. But when we accept Christ, we're actually learning to live, you all. Like, Mm -hmm. that's what the church is about, is that we're not learning to die to ourselves. The death, we were already dead in our sin. We're learning to recognize that that old life was death. We actually need to learn how to live. That we are a new creation in Christ and that we're being formed. Like right now, we might just be a small cluster of cells. Right. (laughs) Going with that birth metaphor. Right. Uh, We we don't know what we will become. It's still a mystery. We're in the process of being formed. But on the other side of this, we're going to be something totally new. Amen. And he he says we can go back to John three. I don't know if you want to go through the 
larger part of the text or just, but he talks about the, the imperishable versus the perishable seed in scripture. And, uh, and here it's, it's that the, the physical body that we have will, will fade and die. We already know that it's already in the process of dying. But our spirit is what will come alive and then we'll receive a new body and we'll be born again. And we're in that process of transformation. There's, there's a lot. But the, the, three, the three things that we were going to take away, which again could probably be part two, yeah. is so just like a child being formed in the womb doesn't really do anything, right? The child just has to be. Mm-hmm. And the Holy Spirit is the one that's doing the work. We have to allow, but we know the work that the Holy Spirit is doing. He's revealed a map to us, and that is what Max was reading from Ezekiel 36. The cleansing, the commitment, and then the consecration. So the process that we have to go through to be formed is that we are cleansed, because we repented already, right? So the rebirth process is that we are cleansed. The commitment that God makes to give us his heart and then eventually to be consecrated for a new purpose, to be set apart for a new purpose for the kingdom. Yeah. So we're not going to get into all no, that because no. it's just too it's too much. Yeah, and I just kind of want to add uh, and uh, on on this this aspect of it, just because we've been at Gen three uh, three and especially after the sixteen, it's such a powerful verse, and and we we miss a lot of this thing because we memorize three sixteen all the time. Some people actually go all the way to seventeen. We we addressed. 18 and 19 about people being condemned already if they don't have Christ, right? Um, but I, re- I really uh, wanted to focus on the, the verses 19 and 20 of, again, why the Holy Spirit is so, uh, is so powerful in our lives and why we need the Holy Spirit and why people honestly don't want the Holy Spirit or don't want to uh, have understanding. So it's his, and it's interesting how Jesus says, this is the verdict. Like, I feel like he's making, making like, judgment mm-hmm. right here. Light has come into the world, but men love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. So it's, it's this vertical as, aspect of it. It says, everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for, for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that he may, it may be seen plainly that what, God, what he has done has been done through God and it's this understanding that we are when we're born from above when we're filled with the spirit it's 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 going to be a little bit ugly for us because when the spirit starts well going again again like with the old testament people weren't understanding all the negative things that they were doing or sinful things to do but when you have the holy spirit and all of a sudden God speaks into your life and that conviction sets in you know that conviction sets in it becomes a different thing like I, I was telling Trish it's interesting when when the people of Israel came to the mountain and and God speaks to them, right? He comes down the mountain and he speaks to them to lightning and thunder. Like, here's God speaking to people. And they should have been like, oh my, that's so awesome. I get to hear God. I can be. And they're like, uh, talk to Moses and he'll talk to us. Tell him not to talk to us again. Because you're scary. Because you're scary and there's too much conviction that's coming. It's going to kill us. Yeah. So, and I was, tell, I was telling Trish, it's interesting because if God speaks to you, you ain't speaking back. Yeah. <laughs> there's a, but if Moses speaks through God, I can be like, it's you. It's Moses. And right now when we're talking about Exodus, 
like all these、uh, people, they're like, oh, you brought us to, to kill us. There's no water. And he's like, why are you? You're not talking against me. You're talking about, against God. Like, you know, so, but it's easy for them to, to go after Moses, go after people, go after the pastors, go after your mentors when somebody confronts you with the truth, right? But when you have the Holy Spirit, there, there's no way to get away from that. That, that light is going to shine upon them. That's why some people, they don't want mentoring. They don't want to go to church. They don't want to hear from the pastor. They don't want to read their Bible. They don't, they don't want the Spirit. Because they know if the Spirit comes upon them, they might have to get rid of some stuff. <laughs> they might have to be cleansed.、Yeah. But that's what God、We'd、wants from us. We'd rather stay dead. Yeah, we, we, we want to stay、We'd、dead. We'd rather、And、stay numb. So that's a. We don't want to deal with our. <laughs> we don't want to deal with our stuff. All right, so it's the importance of being born from above, having the mindset from above.、Um, that, that the con- that's the concept that, that we should、um, go after、um, of the, the Holy Spirit in our lives. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, that's why it's, it's so important. That's why I didn't want to keep going today、um, with more, just because this concept just itself of, of being born from above. It's, I think it's a really important. It's really important because it's, 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 the, it's the total changing. It's, total, it's like in、uh, 1 John, he, he, 1 John chapter 3, he talks about like, you're not going to be doing evil deeds if you're followed by the Holy Spirit. But you need to be following the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is never going to lead you to do sinful things.、Mm-hmm. So, but if I want to do the sinful things, I'm not <laughs> going to ignore. I was like, oh, yeah, he didn't say anything to me about that. So I think it's really important that we, we allow space and time because what I just was discerning as we went through this, it was really hard for us to put, as you can tell, <laughs> teaching together because we were on a really, really different journey. And I feel like each of you, the Holy Spirit, may be doing something totally different. And I want to take the time and space to understand because it's 